fucking we're back man all right so i'm gonna do some fucking quick introductions this man has literally run every fucking rap battle every freestyle and he freestyles cunnilingus it's fucking mr rob fortune rob what's up buddy i'm doing good thanks for having me god damn man you look you look great i like i like the facial hair growing there i like it you're gonna do some mud vein shit you're gonna do the mud vein like twisties scott ian had some of that right <laughs> yeah dude you could do a scott ian yeah you could do that shit fucking you just look great man but anyway oh, yeah. okay yeah, i gotta talk about this guy. it's the yoga and the mashuga all right yep. this guy's fresh out of prison for tax fraud mr jack falcon <laughs> oh, yeah. oh oh here's the thing here's the thing one of my favorite drinks ever is beer with orange juice mm-hmm um, so I have some orange juice here, but that's not a Brad Lucky. Well, no, it's not because it's not it's not like a, it's not like a, what do you call it? Old English or some malt fucking liquor bullshit. Uh, but this is what I have, uh, so I'll be drinking it through this podcast. Nice. Um, this is called Nightlife. It's not really that good. Um, one time I bought it because it was like the cheapest craft beer, and even Becca was like, "Not like I mean, I drank it, but Becca was like, this tastes like shit. I'd rather drink High Life.'" And like <laughs> Becca hates High Life, and this is a craft beer. It says it's like made independently in uh, New Hampshire. It's okay though. Anyway, so mm-hmm. yeah, so Brass Monkey, I have the definition here. It's uh, typically a drink. Uh, typically, one drinks uh, a forty down until the beer is level with the top of the cylinder of the bottle, uh, then fill the bottle back up to the top with orange juice. There you go, mm-hmm. yeah, brass monkey. Yeah, that's from Urban good. Dictionary. Yeah, I'll, would you do a brass monkey, Rob Forge? Oh wait, no, no, no. You, you're above, you're above that shit now. You're way above. I drew, I drank an amount that could kill an elephant. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So one one of my gripes and things that piss me off is that these coasters we have are like, they're like shit technology. These are like 1950s technology of coasters, where every time you pick up the glass, it's stuck to the bottom. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so I'm I'm done with these. Uh, my my buddy has ones that have, are like rippled, so that way the water like drips below where the cup is sitting, and it doesn't pick them up. So that's what I'm getting. Okay, that's I got this one. I want everyone to know that because like this, like I'll be playing video games, and Becca has these like uh, porcelain coasters, and so she's always like, "Oh, put a coaster under that." So I do, and when I pick it up, the fucking thing's stuck to the bottom, and it falls off like halfway and smashes on the table. I'm like. What? The, oh my God! Why? Why does this exist? Was it made in China? I we're... mean, probably, but it's you know that game Portal. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Becca's one of her like games. She's like obsessed with this Portal, and those are like Portal themed coasters or whatever. But they're annoying because they're porcelain and they just stick to the bottom. Made in China. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, about a month ago, I was bitching about coaster technology and how it needs to catch up. And then I happened to be at someone's house when I was bitching about it, and he was like, "Oh, hey, I have these coasters, and yeah, they they don't do that." No, I'm buying those. I wonder nice. if those starving kids in Rwanda are worried about coasters. <laughs> like, no, nah, I really like some wheat so I can make some bread, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, if they have tables, there's rings all over them. They don't give a shit. <laughs> or, no, I got I to gotta fuck, Mary kill. I got to fuck, Mary kill. All right. All, all right. right. All right. So I need Rob Fortune, obviously, to fucking answer this one first. So we're going with podcasters and comedians. All right? That is a category for the fuck, Mary kill. I'm going to have got, to look them up. I guarantee I don't know them. I got Joe Rogan, oh, okay. Tim Dillon, and Tom Segura. Go. 
I'm gonna kill Tim Dillon. He interrupts. Uh, I don't. I don't. I couldn't stand being around him. Um, I think I'd marry Tom Segura. I, I'm a big fan of him. I watch him a lot. So I guess I fuck Joe Rogan. Uh, he he he. I don't think Joe Joe Rogan gets fucked. I think he fucks you. <laughs> Cause he's oh so... <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. He's a lot stronger than me. Like, <laughs> you you're like going for his leg. He's like yeah. Well, that's okay. Nah, doesn't, just because someone's stronger than you doesn't mean they are fucking you. Yeah. Like you could still be fucking them. That's okay. Oh, maybe, he, maybe he's a verse. Okay. Maybe he's a verse. I looked up Tom Segura. First thing is Tom Segura wife. Second thing is Tom Segura 69. So either he had uh, a bit about that or I, I don't know how that's... Okay. Yeah, he thinks 69 like, is overrated. <laughs> yeah, it's super painful. I'll just go down on you and that saves me a lot of pain on my like neck and stuff. Okay. And who is the other person? Uh, Tim Dillon. Oh my God! Here we go. What up, Google? Let me see what these people. See what these people are. Uh, okay, so Tim Dillon. Is, uh, I don't know anything about him, but I'm probably killing him. Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm fucking Joe Rogan, and I'm marrying Tom Segura. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's that's what I'm doing. Well, I'm, I'm going to deviate a little bit. I think I'm going to uh, fuck Tim Dillon, but it's going to be a hate fuck. It's going to be like where he's going to like. Maybe it's regret sex. Maybe it's rape. I'm not sure. Um, I'm going to marry fucking Tom Segura. I agree with you all. Tom Segura is fucking funny. He's a good guy. He's fucking yeah. down to earth. So I think yeah. he'll he'll take care. And he's got he's got some he's got some cheddar. So he's gonna take care of daddy. All right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to kill fucking Joe Rogan. And here's why. He is by far the most mediocre comedian I've. <laughs> ever listened to in my fucking life and i know about me some of his shit is gold he no no he's overrated bro to me the best comedian hands down uh, patrice o'neill patrice o'neill was so real was so raw was so fucking honest was there he was he was he lived in the moment and he knew how to fucking freestyle he could deal with fucking hecklers he just knew the game right and he transcends like the whole deep like black and white comedy divide he literally transcends that. The dude is fucking amazing. God rest his soul. He's not with us. Um, but to me, that's my opinion. Very humble opinion. Patrice O'Neill has to be the, and that's within this modern era, the best okay, comedian. Yeah. I was going to say my favorite of all time is probably George Carlin. Uh, George- the dude just okay. never gave a fuck. He went on some tangents, man, that I just, I mean, they were good. He was a good comedian, but he just went on some fucking crazy tangents. And you're just like, all right. <laughs> This oh, he's funny. He don't give a fuck either. Yeah, I know he doesn't. What about you, Rob? Who's who's your favorite? It's funny because I watch a lot of stand up and I don't know who my favorite is. Uh Dave Chappelle's great. Um Yes. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. I, Chappelle I love, is great. He's one of the best. I love the new Chappelle too. You know what I'm talking about. He Bird Revelation, all that shit, the shit yeah. he just put out. Like yeah. in, in, in the late two thousand oh, early two thousands and late nineties, he was good. But now he's just like he, he's on some different shit, man. He's yeah, on, he, he needed to to go away, come back, and and then be better than ever. Yeah, he yeah. was gone for yeah. a while. What, like five years or whatever? No, he's longer gone for a while. Longer, longer. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. His show is fucking awesome too. Yeah, so fucking underrated. So, so I don't know if it's underrated, but the, it's it's the really first good. episode. The first episode, the black white supremacist. Has to yeah. Be. Oh, yeah, amazing, yeah, amazing. <laughs> So right, I've been right. thinking about I've been thinking about this all week now. Have you guys seen the movie Eight Mile? 
Yes. No. I was just on last night on HBO. Okay. So I'll describe the scene to Rob. Uh, there's a part in 8 Mile where Eminem is about to do like his first rap battle. Okay. And he's like, he's like full of anxiety and he throws up in the bathroom and he's nervous and like, you know, he thinks everyone's going to hate him. And then he goes out and he does the battle. Now I'm picturing this, this movie with the Beastie Boys and like them like hyping each other up and everything. And like, there's, you don't get that moment. You don't ever get that moment of the anxiety and like the puking because they would just be like, they're their own hype man. And I, I'm, yeah. I've been repeating this in my head like all week, and I think it's hilarious. And like, it, it should have been a funnier die uh, sketch because like yeah. they do all those type of things. And I, I'm like, that is genuinely funny, at least in my opinion. Did you see that video I sent where like uh, fucking Seth Rogen and uh, Danny McBride and Elijah Wood are the Beastie Boys and they like. I must have missed that one. No, uh, dude, I'm sorry. I didn't watch that. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, it's it's like a it, but... it's like a thirty minute long video, but like there's there's like a list actors comedians uh on this video, and they uh it was quite the Beastie Boys video. But yeah, they they start off, and Danny McBride, Seth Rogen, and um, Elijah Wood come out of this uh, apartment. And there's smoke coming out of it, so they obviously fucked it up. So they're like talking about how they sh- they they took a sledgehammer to all this shit. And then uh, Susan Sarandon and some other A-list comedian come out, and they're like, what, what, what apartment did you come from? Did you just come out of my apartment? And it's like, oh, <laughs> uh, no, we didn't smash your TV with a sledgehammer. And uh, fuck, I don't Amazing. know. Yeah, you got to see yeah. it. Mm. Yeah, all the like the one. Okay, I've talked about before the importance of music videos. Uh, right here, Beastie Boys have so many good, ridiculous, amazing videos. The only thing I was surprised by was view counts. Uh, so I was surprised in during the System of a Down uh, episode because the view counts of their videos are so high. I was surprised during this episode because the I'm surprised how low um, their video uh, view rates are. So before we start this, I want to say my only regret on this episode is I skipped an album in between Paul's Boutique and uh, Ill Communication, and I fucking regret it. There's an ep- there's a, there's an album in between called Check Your Head. I haven't listened to it um, because it wasn't for this week, but like I feel like there's a piece missing from the this from going from um, uh, whatever the first album was called, fucking. What is uh, License to Ill. Oh, License to Ill to um, Paul's to. No, to Hello Nasty. Um, there's because uh, I think we I went too far. One, like I don't think we needed to listen to Hello Nasty. Their first four albums would are kind of like a whole different experience. Anyway, that's my only regret. It doesn't really matter. Uh, we'll check it out at some point in the future. But yeah, there is one missing. And one reason I, I bring that up is because they started doing uh, their own uh, instruments at that point, and that was the first album where they were really doing that. And then we caught the second. Anyway, that being said, let's talk about the Beastie Boys. About to drop some cover our in the chat all right license to ill is a 13 track record released in 1986 coming in just under 45 minutes long it's the band's debut studio album uh, it became the first rap lp to top the billboard album charts and was certified diamond in 2015 for shipping over 10 million copies in the united states it uh, it's simple heavy heavy beats and uh, comically juvenile lyrics led to its label as frat hip-hop uh, the tail number printed on the plane of 3MTA3 reads Eat Me when looked in a mirror in reverse. <laughs> um, I love this album cover. It's simple. It's just like the back of a plane. But I, I know everyone's probably seen this. Um, there's actually an extended cover, which I'm going to put in the comments, of it crashing into a wall. Uh, and it's like burning on fire. And it's also, I guess, symbolizing uh, like a cigarette or a joint or whatever smoking. Uh, awesome, funny, 
well done. So in 2018, Eminem had an album called Kamikaze, which paid homage to this. Uh, this is what, well, I mean, I don't even think it's paying homage. It's like directly ripping it off. Uh, yeah. and instead of saying, instead of saying, eat me, it says T-I-K-C-U-5, which backwards in the mirror is suck it. And this also has a uh, one that opens up and it's crashing into something. So yeah, uh, he was, you know, obviously influenced by uh, the Beastie Boys. This is just a direct ripoff, but at least you can see something from 30 years ago or whatever is still you know, that ingrained in the pop culture that people are still using it today. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Okay. So I talked about on, on last episode, I asked you guys to listen to No Sleep Till Brooklyn, listen to the guitar playing, and tell me who you think the guitar player is on that album. Uh, Jomo, do you have any idea? I'm going to go with Slash. <clears throat> uh, no. Rob? Uh, I knew I was wrong. <laughs> Uh, right, so w- what I did is I went and listened to the songs, and uh, I love the songs, and I'm like, okay, there's a solo that Jack wants me to guess who it is, so it's got to be someone that's been on the podcast already. There was squeals and a bunch of fast gibberish, um, and then I looked it up, and it was, okay. it's, 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 it's Carrie King. It's our boy Carrie King. It's our boy Carrie King. How, I... how, how dare What's you? What's up? How dare you say the disparaging things, Mr. Rob Fortune? What the fuck? <laughs> I love, first of all, I, I love the guitar solo in that song. I always have. I never knew it was Carrie King until like last week. Okay. Uh, best Carrie so, King solo ever? Yeah, it, it's up there. Like, yeah. It's really, it's good. It's great. And because like then I could, because th- so this album came out, uh, let's see, uh, Rain and Blood came out one month before this album. So picture the trash solos on Rain and Blood and then picture the solo <sighs> on No Sleep to Brooklyn. It's like, bro. Yeah. I mean, I can't. I can't say you've redeemed yourself because those other solos still <laughs> exist. But you take. You're taking a step in the right direction here. You're fucking uh, Nick. So, uh, fucking so his Nick. appearance came about because Rick Rubin was producing both of these bands simultaneously. Uh, and actually, don't know if you know this, but Sla- but Rain and Blood was actually released on Def Jam uh, Records. Really? Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, also, I didn't look into the song. Uh, oh, I should say, as always. Almost all of this information comes from Wikipedia. So if it's wrong, it's wrong there. Uh, I have found some things that were incorrect. I've tried to fix them. Uh, well, in this write-up, if you ask, why don't I fix them in Wikipedia? My internet is through T-Mobile. And for some reason, T-Mobile, th- every IP address under T-Mobile is permanently banned from updating uh, Wikipedia until like 2025. Whoa. So that's why I went to update. There was, I, was, I was reading some Wikipedia article that was wrong. And I went to update it. And it was like, you cannot, you, are, you fall under the T-Mobile umbrella of this IP address range. And you are like banned from updating updating any wikipedia page until 2025 yeah it's um yeah there's like a communication embargo that i don't like this this is this is becoming like socialist china but whatever let's move on so anyway um a lot of this stuff i tried to write it a little differently so i'm not just copying and pasting it but that all this stuff comes from wikipedia all right now Oh, name of the song itself is a spoof on Motorhead's No Sleep Till Hammersmith album. Yeah. I have not got a chance to listen to any of that, but um just want to throw it in, clear everything up for everybody. Great song, one of my favorites. No Sleep Till Brooklyn, I mean. Singles on this album. Hold It Now, Hit It. 10 million views for the video on YouTube. Paul Revere, The New Style, You Gotta Fight for Your Right to Party. Surprisingly, this video has 62 million views. Uh, what, what is the... Uh, Chop Suey has a billion Chop Suey has 1 billion views on YouTube for its music video. Fight for Your Right to Party has 62 million. 
Uh, Brass Monkey, I don't. It was another single. I don't know. Uh, I don't think there's a video for it. No Sleep Till Brooklyn has 40 million, and then Girls does not have a video. Um, so I haven't heard this album in a long, long time. I haven't listened to Beastie Boys in quite a while. Joma, what do you think about this? I this is my fucking favorite album. This is by I completely far agree at this how, point. How many fucking this says all the disparaging, objectifying things that I truly believe in in life about women. Um, maybe it's because of the shitty childhood I had. Maybe it's how I'm just a misogynistic piece of shit. Um, f- uh, fucking uh, girls. I love girls. Yep. You you have to do the dishes. You have to do my laundry uh, to clean up my room. You know, that's yep. what you're here for. And mm-hmm. I get to, you get to get dicked down by me. Okay, that's yeah, not only part. them, two at a time. <laughs> two at a time. All right. Uh, Fight for your right. Um, it was a bit nebbishy. Um, it's like if Run DMC uh, met up with an Orthodox Jew from Williamsburg and they said, hey, we're going to create a group. And Fight for your right really was just like, it's, it's, it's a little cringy for me. Like the vocals were not not there for me. Um, no sleep to Brooklyn, good. Paul Revere, it's 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 good. It's just like it's just vibe music. Like I can't listen to this shit if I'm sober. I need to be high on something. I need I need oh I need I need that... a little I need a little bit of weed. I need something to drink. My f- how, however, Brass Monkey, I I listen to at least twenty times, and I'm like just like dancing like. Mm. And I'm just like, oh shit! I, yo, we, me, and my wife were cooking steaks, and I put that shit on. I was like, boom, 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 boom. And I was like, yo, but honestly, it, it has to be the best fucking Beastie Boys album, in my opinion. Yeah. So I loved listening to this fucking. Al- I think I listened to this album more. Every album I at least listened to once. This I listened to at least three to four times. It was so fucking good. It is good. Um, one of, so one of the YouTube comments, I have five for each. Out, well, one of them didn't have many comments on it, but uh, one guy's comment, every time I, I get drunk, this album is always on the platter. Yes. Um, yeah, this this is a great album. There's a lot of, uh, it's different. I just love how these guys are their own hype men. They're always calling in another person. They're rapping, like finishing sentences. Uh, it's great. It's a party album. Uh, you could just play this at any party now and it would still go over just fine. Absolutely. There's a, there's a ton of samples in this album. Uh, so one of them is the song The Ocean by um, Led Zeppelin. And it's in the song. What song is it in? Hang on. I got it right here. Uh, she's Crafty. And um, I was talking to somebody about sampling. And, you know, it is known that Led Zeppelin has stolen music from blues artists or other artists or whatever. And I was like, wouldn't it be funny if Led Zeppelin tried to sue uh, Beastie Boys over like using their music when they pretty much like used other people's music and like never gave them anything for it? Um, but yeah, so they, I know this, this is probably like their most metally rock album. There's guitars all over the place. There's all, there's samples of, you know, they mention it, um, Led Zeppelin, Jimmy Page specifically. Um, there's, um, War, you know the song Lowrider by War, that's sampled in the song Slow Ride. There's Led Zeppelin is sampled in here. Well, I just said it. another Led Zeppelin song when the levee breaks. I think Black Sabbath is like sampled in here. There's tons. Um, there's at least 15 samples. There's probably way more um, that I, I was trying to look up the songs and see what samples were in them. Uh, there's a ton. I want to talk about a, uh, another line about women. So in uh, Brass Monkey, and then I'll, I'll we'll talk to Rob about this. Here's a line from Brass Monkey that I thought was stuck out to me uh this girl walked by she gave me the eye i reached in the locker grabbed the spanish fly i put it in with the monkey mixed it in the cup i put it with the monkey mixed it 
in the cup, went over to the girl, yo, baby, what's up? I offered her a sip. The girl gave me lip. It did begin. The stuff wore in, and now she's on my tip. And I was like, wow, I've actually never caught that line, the end of it. So he's banging her. He brings her over some fucking spiked uh, uh, brass monkey. He puts some Spanish fly in it, and then he bangs her. Uh, one reason that this line stuck out to me so much is because there's another line on another album where he says to all the mothers and sisters and the wives and friends, I want to offer my love and respect to the end. And I was like, wow, did these motherfuckers grow out of all this shit? Like, what the hell happened? So, Rob, what do you think about this record? Uh, yeah, I, I've, I've always been happy whenever uh, uh, the hits on this album come on the radio, Fight for Your Right, No Sleep to Brooklyn. So, yeah, I, 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 I like this album also. I don't know if uh, the call and response thing... Um, okay, so uh, let, me, let me phrase it this way. Uh, there are songs in my life that I really liked and I thought were really profound, and then I heard misheard lyrics videos of yeah. them that uh mocked them and now the original is tainted forever for me i i can't oh, yeah. unhear i can't unhear the mockery of it and um so i've i've heard call and response voices being been mocked so many times that when i listen to this i i kind of laugh to myself and i don't know if it's fair to, to for me to judge it that way because uh, i don't know this i i think and I think it was hard to write this. There's this, um, I don't know how they organized who's going to say what and how when they're going to do dual vocals and how they're going to, I don't know. I think they did a good job with it. I think I laugh and I don't really think that's uh, fair. I think it's just, um, you know, this album came out 36 years ago or 30 something, 35 years ago. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's a fucking old album. But yeah, uh, I like this album. Yeah. One of the things that constantly, so I was trying to keep my ears open for a couple of these <clears throat> pop culture references. So there's tons, well, there's tons, there's, there's uncountable amounts of pop culture references in the Beastie Boys songs. Um, and a lot of them, the, the funny thing about pop culture is like, it makes a point when you, or like everyone knows about it when it's current. 30 years later, no one knows what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Garfunkel and Oates are a comedy band with like two ladies who play guitar and like, um, <clears throat> whatever that other thing is called, the ukulele. And they use tons of pop culture references that when I listened to them five years ago, I was like, yeah, I understand all of these. Guarantee you in 30 years, people are going to be like, I don't know what, what the hell either of these women are talking about. Yeah. Um, so uh, pop culture, he brings up Jimmy Page, which I think is, um, some of these have survived. Like my pistol's loaded. I shot uh, Betty Crocker, delivered uh, Colonel Sanders down to Davy Jones' locker. I think people could like get those, but there's a bunch of them like, where's another? Oh, I do the Smurf, the Popeye, and the Jerry Lewis. I like Bullwinkle, but I don't like Brutus. I don't know. Most people probably have no clue what the fuck that means. I have, I have no idea what the fuck that means. <laughs> yeah, right. So it, it's South Park uh, at one point was just writing episodes, right? And you could watch them at any point and they're not about anything in particular. Then like halfway through the whole series, they started doing this thing where they make a, an episode every week where they're making it to like, coincide with whatever happened either that week or the last week or whatever. So it's, it's up to date and it's like, it's using all these, um, you know, references of things that just happened in the news or whatever. And that's another thing that I was thinking, like, it's funny now, but is it really going to be funny 30 years from now? Like, are, are people going to be able to watch the later seasons of South Park and get anything out of it? 
Another thing that I kept hearing throughout all these albums, uh, got more than. So uh, first song in the new, well, first song I'm going to talk about here, the new style. I got more juice than, than Picasso got paint. Uh, time to get ill. I got more rhymes than Phyllis Diller. So like throughout the whole thing, they're saying I got more than something else. And it kept popping out. I was just trying, I wasn't trying to like comb through their lyrics. I was just trying to see whenever it popped out to me, uh, find the song I was listening to and then put it into this uh, notepad thing that I have here. Um, but yeah, this album is awesome. It's full of energy. It's ridiculous. I think calling it what I call like frat boy hip hop, I think is a great thing to call it. It's, it's all over the place. It's enough rock for me. There's, there's some of the beastie boys later on that loses the rock edge. And even though like it might be a better composition or whatever, it doesn't do the same thing for me. Um, what's up? At first they didn't start out uh, as a, like a rap rock trio or hardcore rap trio or anything like that. They, they did start out as a punk band. And I think um, there was a female drummer, right? The, the, I, I didn't the, look at their, anything. Their first, their, their first drummer was a female. I'm, I'm sure if you quote me on it. If not, you could fucking you could berate me in the ratings comment. I don't give a fuck. But I'm pretty sure they were they started out as a punk and then they kind of moved into this, you know, whole rap trio. Um, to me, the Beastie Boys, man, like it, this album was definitely like a fucking if lax bros made a fucking rap album <laughs> you're just like oh, okay you're gonna twirl your stick and throw it around that ball in the hallway like what what are you doing but it i like this album though i don't know why i my favorite song if i if i could do the top three um number three would be fucking brass monk no not brass monk brass monk would be number two uh number three would be five for your right then brass monkey then number one be girls just because of how shitty it, it talks about how women are like, and, and girl, you know, there's some girls in the mosh pit out of Beastie Boys kind of like, yeah, we do dishes and laundry. Yeah, you sure fucking do. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, like, oh God, but it's a great album. I have to say one of my favorite. Yeah. I like to, I used to like girls back in the day. I don't, I don't really, I remember listening to the CD a lot in high school. I don't really, it's kind of boring now. Like no sleep till Brooklyn is probably my favorite song in this whole album. Yeah. But in general, yeah, it's good. It's great. It, you know, there's a reason it sold whatever 10 million copies or more or whatever. Um, so yeah, this is this is the kind of Beastie Boys album to get if you've never listened to them. And later on down the road, I wished I was begging for this to come back. I know it can be annoying at points. They can kind of be crazy. Uh, sometimes you might need a break or whatever. But in general, when I'm listening to Ill Communication, especially towards the end, I'm like. I really kind of I'm wanting that um, license to ill part, you know, idea to come back. Mm -hmm. So anyway, yeah. uh, any final thoughts? Oh yeah, and it's cool how this album ends and then comes back and then ends again. That's all yeah. I was. I'm looking at my notes here. Oh, actually, let me read a couple more YouTube comments and then we'll move on. First tape cassette at 15 years old and still love it today. Uh, my dad liked it at the time. I loved it at the time. My granddad didn't understand it, and my mother hated it. Uh, any rap album that starts off with a sample of when the levee breaks is going to be gold. And finally, this album always takes me back to the day. Great company and getting high on sniffing glue. <laughs> so there we go. That's how people feel about it on YouTube. Nice. All right. So now we're moving on to the next album. Let me drop the uh, cover art in the chat. All right, Paul's Boutique is a 15-track record released in 1989, coming coming in just over 53 minutes long, and is composed almost entirely from samples. Uh, the album did not match the sales of License to Ill. 
However, it became recognized as the group's breakthrough achievement. In total, 105 songs are sampled, including 24 individual samples on the last track alone. Contrary to popular belief, most of the sampling for Paul's Boutique was eventually cleared, but it dramatically lowered cost, but at dramatically lowered costs compared to today's rates. According to Sound to Sound, most of the samples were authorized easily and affordably, something that would be unthinkable in today's litigious music industry. Uh, this type of sampling was only possible before Grand Upright Music Limited versus Warner Brothers Records uh, Incorporated, the landmark lawsuit that changed hip-hop artists' approach to sampling, which was decided in 1991. I know what you guys are asking. What was that lawsuit about? Well... I got it right here. Songwriter Gilbert O'Sullivan sued rapper Biz Markey after Markey sampled O'Sullivan's song Alone Again, uh, naturally. The court ruled that sampling without permission constitutes copyright infringement. The judgment changed the hip-hop music industry, requiring that any further music sampled be approved by the original copyright owners. Uh, the album is named after a store the group made up called Paul's Boutique. On the cover of the album, the group hung a sign saying Paul's Boutique on an existing clothing store called Lee's Sportswear. Uh, I didn't realize it, but yeah, Lee's Sportswear has another sign in the front that wasn't covered up. Um, Q Magazine said the group failed to evolve from their de debut, calling them still unlistenable and uncivilized. <laughs> <laughs> uh this album was this album was listed as number the number one beastie boys album on most of the uh sites that i read that put them in their order of you know top 10 or whatever singles hey ladies their youtube video has 10 million views and then shadrach i believe that's how you pronounce that um yeah this album is quite a bit different from from the last one um it's a lot more mellow. It starts off with this to all the girls thing, which I do like it. And then at the end of the album, it goes back to that and ends with it, which is always nice. <clears throat> Overall chill, more chill experience. Um, oh, three minute rule is one of the few beastie boys uh, tracks where each member has a standalone verse. The last song on this album, the, what is it? 15th track has nine parts. It is a 12 and a half minute song. Uh, Stop the Train, Stop That Train uh, was my favorite part of it, a uh, favorite segment of the nine. Um, at, at one point, I was like, yeah, there's a lot of samples in here. Uh, then I read that there's actually like 105, which is crazy. Um, oh, there's a song on here, Sound of Science. The first half of it, I almost can't stand. Uh, it's almost like nails on chalkboard where the people are singing. Uh, they're all The three of them are all singing together. But then the second half kicks in, and it's like one of the best parts of the entire album. Oh, Yo, Jumbo, ready for this line? Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair so I can climb up and get into your underwear. Mm, That's from uh, a song called uh, What very, Comes Around. Yeah, What Comes. C-U-M. Uh, <laughs> there, there's, there's also like random stuff going on in this record. There's this banjo instrumental song called Five Piece Chicken Dinner that is like a minute and a half long with them just yelling in the background. As a southerner, um, I took offense to that song. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> did, I'm gonna I'm gonna go full Karen about that song, but all right. Uh, there's also this like 11 second piece where some guy is just talking. It's it's a track. It's like 11 seconds. Um, oh, and then there's a part in the in the song "Hello Brooklyn." It's part of the ending, the the last the last track, one of the nine parts, where he says, uh, "I ride around town because my ride is fly. I shot a man in Brooklyn." And then they cut in the part from Johnny Cash where he says, "Just to watch him die." Uh, and it's really, uh, it's one of those things that will like wake you up if you're not paying attention because it comes out of nowhere. Uh, Rob, what'd you think of this album? Didn't listen to it. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Jim, what'd I, you think of this album? Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. I didn't get the B-Boy Bully Bays 
I, I like why why would you title it B Boy Bully Base? Like I don't know. I like Bully Base sauce. Um, uh, what the fuck? What is, is it? it? Bully, it's it, it, it's a sauce that you could put on like um like steaks and different things that you're cooking at. If you're eating at like Gordon Ramsay Steakhouse, you would fucking order some Bully Base sauce or whatever the fuck. Oh, okay. I think I think it's for eggs. Is it for eggs? I I might be wrong. Anyway, I'm looking. Long, it up. long story short, um, this album is a sophomore slump. It, it 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 did not deliver the same way that fucking License to Ill did. Um, I thought Hey Ladies was good. Um, looking down the barrel of a gun, John. Like one thing, one song that got me like just thinking like this is not a great album. Johnny Rael. Johnny Rael. Johnny Rael. I'm just like, dude. I know exactly what you're talking about because I, I felt the same way it, about that song it, specifically. I, I was just like, dude, this. And I'm listening to this on a fucking four-hour drive from Connecticut because I, 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 I flew in to Connecticut and I drove all the way to fucking Maine. And I'm just like, dude, this is fucking – I'd rather – like it, it just didn't deliver. It didn't feel the same way. I felt that there was a different range between License to Ill and then this fucking album. And Paul's Boutique, it felt like it slumped. And whoever said, whoever's a fucking little critic that said, oh yeah, this is the number one album, you can go take your dick, wrench it down, and shove it straight up your fucking ass because this is not (laughs) it. This is not even close to it. This isn't it. It, It's not it. And I'm glad, you know what? I'm glad for Mr. Rob Fortune's ears that he didn't fucking listen to this shit because it's straight up dog shit. It is straight up dog shit. I didn't think it was good. I didn't think it was good. I think they were just pandering to the oh let's keep let's keep going with this shit or let's keep going with this fucking lax bro fucking I'm gonna deliver some weird ass lyrics and it it didn't deliver. It did not fucking deliver for me. It it made my dick go inside of me. I think you need to listen to it another time. <clears throat> No. Um, I, I that Johnny Rael song. I, was, I, I, I don't. Hey, hey, how dare you? I'm, it's. It, I'm it, not talking. I was sober. I was sober when oh. I listened to this, and guess what? It didn't what? do it for me. It didn't do it for me. It was not good. Yeah, I think you just need to listen to it again. Uh, the first time I listened to it, I felt exactly the same, especially with that song. And another thing, I was like, yeah, this doesn't really do it for me. Uh, I. But now I'm thinking, like, if there's anywhere to go, okay, like, where do you go after License to Ill? Like, let's be real. Where do you go? Okay, say you're Keanu Reeves, right? And you're in uh, Bill and Ted, okay? Where do you go after that? Point Break. Okay, right. So, it, which is like a more serious movie, right? Yeah. But it's okay. a good movie. It's very homoerotic, but it's very good. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> it, 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 there's really nowhere to continue in, like, the frat boy thing. I don't think if they, like, I want that, and I, I thought... I, like I said, toward, especially towards the end of ill communication, like I wanted it a lot mm. or at least there to be rapping that album. Well, I'll bring it up when we get there. Yeah. Um, I listened to this probably three times. The first time I was like, nah, like when I was finished with it, the second time I was more into it. And the time I listened to it this morning, I was like, yeah, this album is really good. Um, it, it actually is good. Um, and I think that this is the only plausible way that they could have gone if the beast if the beastie boys made license to ill 2 i don't think they would still be around i think um, at try, some i think it's some to fucking infect my brain no this, i, I just this, I, okay C- compare just compare the beastie boys like i was saying to keanu reeves if keanu reeves kept doing like bill and ted shit he would not be john wick in 2020 Ke- or keanu reeves either. is immortal 
and a vampire. Right. He right because he he chose to kind of change his career path. Right. So he didn't keep doing the dumbass stoner dude stuff. He's like, okay, look at the two dudes. Fuck it. Look at the two guys in Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted. One of them is Keanu Reeves and the other one. Most people don't even know his fucking name. I don't, I don't even know his name. Right. Exactly. So one of them made a choice to do X. The other one didn't. And because of that, Keanu Reeves is like one of the biggest stars still on earth right now. Uh, because he made his choices to go to different things, speed, other shit like that, not doing speed two, other stuff like that, and he he dodged things properly. John I Wick. think that the, the beast, well, yeah, I mean John Wick, like Matrix, li- yeah, 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 exactly, the Matrix stuff like that. All right, all right, like, all right. Yeah, Matrix stuff more than John Wick, but yeah, but um, it's stuff like this. It's like yeah, Beastie Boys need to go somewhere, and as much as I I really do love uh. License to Ill, and it's it's my favorite album that we listened to today. Uh, this one is still good, and I think it, it needed to happen because it's, it's, I don't think this is a slump at all. There's a lot of effort and a lot of good performances in this, and there are like but Johnny Ryle's grown on me. Like I said, the first time I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Uh, but now it's it's fine. But the beginning of what I said, Sound of Science, still sucks. I hate it. But once it kicks in with with the the second part of the song, it's fucking great. This is a great album. Um, I think it just needs to grow on you a little bit. All right, let's hit some YouTube comments. Uh, <laughs> this guy says, the best used car I ever bought had this in the tape player, and the owner forgot to remove it. He also forgot that he left a cassette case in the glove box full of joints. Thanks, Shane. Uh, next, <laughs> ro- rolling the joint as we speak, ready to get blazed to this masterpiece. Uh, sounds as fresh and relevant today as it did over 30 years ago. Next, classic would be an understatement. And then last comment, fuck this, buy this Masterpiece album, it's worth every penny, and the Beasties and their families deserve to get paid for it. But yeah, it's good. Definitely not a slump. I, I think you just need to go back to it and it'll grow on you. You know, you know how everyone has an asshole? That's, you just have an opinion, bro. <laughs> like... well, here's another thing. You know what pisses me off? I brought this up. I, I, I think it was on System of the Down. I can't remember which, 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 uh, which episode. The, so if you go to Wikipedia, they will, they will show you like reviews at the time, and they will show you reviews now of previous releases. So you know, like which was the one? Oh, like one of them. I don't know if it was Cake. One of them. Anyway, all of course, if you look at this album now, the the review, the the previous, you know, reviews of previous albums, all five star, A plus, perfect. Like fuck all you guys. No one is like taking your opinion seriously. That's all. Sorry. Thank you. That was so insightful. Can you say it again? <laughs> it's a, no. It's annoying. It's like, dude, you you said the album was shit when it came out. Just own it. Just fucking yeah. own it. I, I, That's it. I, I'm not a. I'm. I'm just. I'm gonna say it probably till the day I die. You could probably right before Mr. Rob Fortune unplugs my fucking respirator. Beep, beep. Both my cheeks sucks. Beep. Okay. That's really gonna be your. That's gonna be your last word. Both my cheeks sucks. You no, can't think of anything else you'd rather say at the end. I'll probably talk about big ass titties or something. Yeah, know. exactly. Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right, I'm ready to move on. I'm All ready right. to move. All right, let me drop the ill communication uh, album cover. All right, ill communication is a 20 track record released in 1994, coming in just under 60 minutes long. As with their prior release, Check Your Head, this album continues the band's trend away from sampling and towards live instruments. It was the band's second number one album uh, on the U.S. Billboard charts and their third second triple 
excuse me, and their second triple platinum album. The cover photo was taken by photographer Bruce Davidson in 1964 at a Los Angeles drive-in diner called Tiny Nailers. Davidson had uh, been on assignment for Esquire, although the magazine ultimately did not publish the photos. Although Davidson had not heard uh, Beastie Boys and did not understand their music, he recalled thinking it sounded like secret language when they sent him a demo tape, so he agreed that they could use his photo. Singles from this album, Sabotage, their most viewed video, 92 million views. Uh, Get It Together, Sure Shot, Root Down. Uh, Joma, you want to take this one? Fucking, it's a great album. Um, However, I just... Like, I like... Here's... I'll talk about Sabotage. I like that Spike Jones fucking... um, Oh, Jones. Jones, whatever the fuck. It... it, (laughs) It looks like look at I'm Hispanic, all right? We mispronounce everything. Like in, yeah, that's fine. It's it's, it's no picky, no picky English, okay? okay. Um, so <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's it, it's okay. It's like negative times a negative equals a positive. Right? That's true. <laughs> like, yeah, I could be a little racist, all right? Anyway, so I like sabotage. I thought it was a, it was a good song. Um, it's better than Paul's boutique, and I'll leave you with that by saying that a lot of the songs. I felt like they were doing coke during this era. It had to be they were doing coke during this era. It just it felt a little bit out there, like sure shot, um, fucking uh, root down. I just I don't know, man. It's just it's good. It's not great, all right. And twenty songs is too long for for an album, okay? Yep, I agree. It, it, it's, it, it's just if they would have made fifteen, twelve, or lucky number thirteen or something like that, like. Why couldn't we just make it that a little bit shorter, but put more uh, substance in the damn song? Bro, we are on the same wavelength today. <laughs> We're not because you fucking love Paul's Boutique. Yeah, yeah, I think it's good. No, but I'm saying like I, I don't thought, like Paul's though. Boutique. Yeah, because oh, but... I don't. Yeah, but I also listen to Paul's Boutique like three times, I... and I think you need to go back and listen to it again. You're, you're I told tra- you the first time I felt make... exactly the way stop, you felt. Stop trying to make Paul's Boutique happen. It's never gonna happen. Okay. Uh, what is he saying? Uh, you can't triple stamp a double stamp. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. All right, sorry. I, I was quoting. I was quoting Mean Girls, but all right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but quit he, trying but, to make fetch happen. <laughs> but that's how I feel about this album, dude. It just, it still feels like they're lacking some substance, and they probably realize. And this is why I wanted to listen. What's what's the fucking album before this album? Um, check your head. Check your head. That's why I was why? saying that's that's why that's the my fuck didn't we listen? We, I would have listened to five albums. I would. Bro, I that's would... literally the first thing I said when we started this. Yeah, I know. And I'm. We I'm don't listen to me. Can, can I, Rob? Can, can you back me the fuck up on this? I'm trying to beat him up, and he doesn't realize yeah. this shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jomo, uh, say your opinion. Well, here, here's how I feel. Okay, so we should have listened to the five fucking albums. Yeah. But I think what happened was fucking Jack Falcon was getting pegged. And he, I didn't want to overload like, people. <laughs> you can overload, bro. This is like when we talked about the system episode, right? And you're like, no, we're gonna listen to one from Hypnotize or, or Mesmerize. No, we're listening to everything, because they, 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 their songs are good. Like we, I, I enjoy that. If we should have listened to Check Your Head, we should. Yeah, okay, but, I'm, I'm gonna but, at some point I'm gonna have I'm gonna put an episode together of albums we didn't listen to in the groups that I'm, we, you know, that we should have. I'm like a terrible dad who's angry you didn't get into uh, Cornell. <laughs> and you you got into state, so I'm gonna keep fucking treating you like shit. I'm not disappointed. <laughs> I'm just angry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's it's. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. And that yeah, no, hurts that's more. the joke. Yeah, so, saying it backwards is funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Thank you, Rob. <laughs> but here's ill communication. Like I said, it just it lacks substance in my opinion. Um, I felt like it needed uh, better direction. I felt like it needed je ne sais quoi, the uh, the 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 a different flavor. If you're gonna add and go back to your instrumentals, you still need to incorporate some samples to even it out, in my opinion. Yeah. And you still need some edginess. I felt like they lacked fucking edginess that they had from License to Ill in comparison to Ill Communication. You know what I'm saying? That That's how I feel about it. And and that's, and I think that's why we're on that same wavelength because if I, I you establish a baseline by the first thing that you see, like, you know, the first impression matters the most, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the first impression I had of BC Boys, and I was never BC, I've heard their shit on the radio all the time, and most of their shit that's on the radio is from what? Licensed to fucking ill. Yeah. It is. And and that establishes that baseline. This failed to meet the mark for me because of that substance. Rob, what do you think, brother? Uh, yeah, and the answer to that might be uh, trimming fat. Like, uh, if, you, if you removed some of the instrumental parts, uh, you might have a you know a more impactful album uh 90, 93 minutes is a long album um yeah you, you're kind of you're kind of pushing it but I, I like this album a lot um so you know the first album to me had some strong hits and i and i really liked it but uh to, to me what like i've i've seen videos of them they have like a like a, a a fucking background and it's the three of them rapping and they like walk around in circles and it's just like so if you're going to be a rap group, your your lyrics should probably be like, you know, top, right? Um, I, I I make, in, in my mind, I make fun of the Beastie Boys because they keep saying, they've said 15 times how good their rhymes are. And I just, I have to think of um, Flight of the Concords. It's like, uh, I'm the hip hop, uh, hip hop hippopotamus. My lyrics are bottomless. <laughs> he's out of lyrics so if, you yeah. ta- if you're talking that much about how good your rhymes are uh it sounds like you don't have a lot to say uh so you know okay so I'll, I'll read a lyric from their first album your pops caught you smoking and he says no way that hypocrite sm- smokes two packs a day man living at home is such a drag now your mom threw away your best porno mag bust it um you know like i i this this is funny it you know you this is representing being 16 or something and you know you rebel against your parents and um i don't know i'm i'm glad that they got away from that uh you know something like is the first album had uh pop hits and i i in a way i love it but it also annoyed me a lot and so when they went away from being rappers with nothing to say to this album where they actually play their own instruments, to me, I see this as like they, they kind of manned up. And um, I was not going to be able to take three albums of talking about being 16. I'm listening to this. <laughs> I'm 35. And I'm like, I barely relate to this. <laughs> um, so yeah. I, I, I think they went in a, in a good direction. Um, I like this album. Maybe cut out some fat and it's... Uh, but yeah, and I, I like how they put some effects on some of their voices. Their their voices irritate me sometimes. Um, what else? Oh yeah, I love the video for Sabotage. Uh, you're probably going to talk about it, uh, Jack. But uh, uh, I love how many bad costumes there are. I love all the violence towards dummies. <laughs> they, they throw a dummy off a bridge. They throw a dummy out of a moving car. They kick in a cardboard door. I that's it's It's such an amazing video. Yeah. 
Uh, no, I, I agree. Yeah. No, so well yeah, my, my girlfriend has always said uh, that that is the greatest video ever made. What's up, Jomo? That is not the greatest video ever made. It's a good video. What, what is? Tell us a, what the greatest a, video ever good. made. Is. Oh, why? Why are you getting sort of? You see how defensive? I'm not getting it defensive. It's like they say. They say if you. They say if you say it, show it. So okay, you now said so it. So I'll say. Us. What's that Creed song? Creed. It's Creed. It's a Creed song. I I forget it, but it's the one where he's just like this. I remember. I don't know what that is. <laughs> With arms wide open. Oh yeah, okay. That song sucks balls. Yeah. That's the greatest. <laughs> I'm just trolling no. you. It's not the greatest. It's not the greatest. Oh, you surprised us so much, Jomo, that we didn't know that you were just trolling. You're fucking. You're such a little bitch, bro. All right, tell, tell, uh, tell us. Tell us the what the best, in my opinion, is Tool Stinkfist. That's my favorite fucking. God damn. I don't know a lot of videos. Is that don't, is yeah. that one of like the claymation ones? Uh probably. Yeah, yeah. It, it has some claymation and it has some um some uh hu human actors, but it, it does have a little bit of claymation in it. They have a lot of good videos. They do. They yeah, do. they do, yeah. What's the only video that appears with them? Prison sex, right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I love watched the videos in a while. Yeah. We're gonna That's have why to do no one fucking loves point. you. Thank you, Jomo. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna have to do tool at some point. I know. Yeah. All right. Let's see. What do I want? What, what do I? First of all, I fully agree. There's too many instrumental songs. I was counting them as I went. There's at least six. Yeah. Um, and this is a 20 track record, so I don't like. This is what I was saying. Like towards the end of this album, I'm just like, I just give me anything. Give. I want to. I want the license. To, I want anything. I want to hear them. I'm not listening to the Beastie Boys to listen to um, instrumental songs. And it's not that they're bad or anything. First of all, they're not spaced out. They're all pretty much lumped together. This song, this album ends with an instrumental. Why? Like, it shouldn't. Look at the last album. It ended with a 12 and a half minute fucking epic piece or whatever that they put together that has like nine sections. And then the album before that ended, but I think the last song is Licensed to Ill on it. So then you have this and it's like, why go out that way? Anyway, I don't know why they, you know, this is a 60, this is an hour long album. Um, and there's just a lot. I know that they had other uh, people on this album playing instruments, and I don't know if they wanted to give them time to shine. And I know also it said that they were really inspired by older jazz, Miles Davis and that kind of stuff. Maybe that made them want to do it. Uh, uh, Sabotage and, um, uh, and Sure Shot are two of my favorite all-time Beastie Boy songs. Uh, Sabotage, I, I posted the live video of them playing it on David Letterman in 1994, and it's one of the most amazing performances I've ever seen. It has so much energy. It's on point. Yes. They're playing uh, instruments. Uh, the drummer, whichever one of the three he is, looks ridiculous. He has like his hair dyed blonde, and he's like wearing like a visor. Uh, but in general, it's it sounds fantastic. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I like this album. My, I like that the sec, it, it goes right from Sure Shot right into a punk song called Tough Guy. Yes. Um, let's see. Yeah, and it's great. There's tons of weird stuff going on here. I'm not going to say it doesn't work. Um, there's a, there's some weird shit like this song called uh, Flute Loop. And then one of the last songs, Heart Attack, Heart Attack Man, is this dark, fast punk song. So it, it it's all over the place, not in the worst way. My my the biggest gripe I have this album is just too long and there's too much instrumental music on it for me. Oh, well, not just for me. I mean, everyone has now said that, but yeah, that that's it. That's in my notes. I'm not just copying you guys. Right. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, they, they could have just made it shorter, tightened it up, cut the fat, and you know, and released it somewhere else. Also, and, and even if they were refusing to do that, they could have just spaced them out. I don't need six instrumental tracks pretty much in a row. Um, also, I'm going to ruin this. I don't know if you saw that I posted this, and I know, I'm not saying that anyone copied anybody. But bass in Eugene's Lament is very similar to the bass in Sober by Tool. So if you listen to it, you're going to hear the din it Dan and and I, I I was humming that like um, I I heard that when I was driving, uh, then I was walking around a store and I was then humming Tool, and um, they they're very very similar. I mean it's, yeah. it's not it's just it's, yeah and it's great. Um, I don't think but it was yeah, stolen, but yeah I'm just yeah I mean it's it's just common. It's it's like one yeah. note played twice. Yeah it's yeah. it's nothing crazy. Uh, favorite songs in here: Short Shot, Tough Guy, Root Down, Sabotage, Eugene's Lament, and Heart Attack Man. Um, so let's read some YouTube comments. Okay, this guy says, "I remember the day I, or actually, this was a lady. I remember the day I got my own copy of this album from the mall at age 11, summer of '94. My older brother was sick of me stealing his copy, so he took me to get my own." Uh, next one: This album is so fire. From Short Shot onward, I said, "God damn!" Next. Anyone else remember how hot it was the summer this this was released? Next, badass album. And finally, more than 20 years listening this. Actually, okay. I'm going to read this as it should be. More than 20 years listening to this. Absolutely amazing. So yeah, it's good. Um, I, like, I, I like that they transitioned to their own um, instruments. They are fully capable of playing them. Um, obviously, when they can't play something, they'll get someone to come in, like we saw Carrie King earlier. Um, I always thought back back in the day, I always thought that that was one of the Beastie Boys playing. And I was like, wow, these guys are like really talented. And they are talented. But you know, they're now knowing that it's somebody else, I was like, okay, yeah, I can see that. Uh, but yeah, good album. Um, I'm happy we listened to it. I like the punk parts. I like when we, the, the reason that this album does more for me, even though I, I do like Paul's Boutique, the reason this and the first do more for me is because I prefer that rock edge to them. I prefer the guitars. I prefer the distortion. I prefer that over constant just beats the whole time. Um, and I, I think that that's what's going to make most people's decision. Do you want to drive around in a car where you're listening to a rap album with rap beats the whole entire time, where you have like a huge subwoofer in your trunk or whatever in the back of your car and the wheels are like coming off the ground or do you prefer the combination of like rap and rock another thing that's annoying is when they were bringing up like the origin of rap rock anthrax was nowhere to be, even be seen yeah yeah that's bullshit yeah and anthrax did it before i'm pretty sure everybody so that's it that's the whole story yeah all right all right yeah. we ready to move on to the last does anybody want to say anything else no i don't okay yeah, cut the fat, remove some of them, or at least space them out, the, the <laughs> instrumental instrumental pieces. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to the last one. And this is my black eye of the episode. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, I want to know why it's a black eye. <laughs> because we, I, I chose this instead of check your head. That's why. Yeah, it is. It is. I should beat you with a stick. Oh, hang on. Let's, let me see if I have, uh, I have a bunch of random shit here. Stuff to read. Okay. Oh, yeah, I was talking about the Got More then. Um, so uh, in Paul's Boutique, Got More Rhymes than Jamaicans Got Mangoes. Uh, got <laughs> more Adidas sneakers than a plumber got pliers. Got more suits than Jacoby and Myers. Got more stories than JD got Salinger. Uh, in the last album, I've got mad hits like I was Rod Carew. I've got more rhymes than I've got gray hairs, and that's a lot because I've got my share. Okay. I believe that is the extent of that. Hello Nasty is a 22-track record released in 1998, coming in just over 67 minutes long. 
It was the band's third number one album on the U.S. Billboard charts and their third triple platinum album. The album won two awards at the 19, at 1998's 41st annual Grammy Awards for Best Alternative Music Album and Best Rap Performance by a Duo or a Group for Intergalactic. In the Beastie Boys book, Ad Rock said he felt that Hello Nasty was their best record. Uh, the cover art depicts all three members in an aluminum sardine can getting baked in the sun. Uh, the band makes a reference to this in the song Body Moving. MCA, where you been? Uh, packed like sardines in a tin. Uh, when I, oh, so okay. Two things. When I was a kid, I was really, really big into this album. I listened to it all the time. And you know how big of a dork I was? I had a poster of this like, on my wall. Um, here's the so um uh, looking at this there's a song remote control i wanted to share the story about when i was a kid okay quickly so when i was a kid we had the television remote and it would always get lost you know it was like me i had two sisters and my mom and my dad at some point someone was using the remote control and it would get lost in the couch cushions or whatever so one day my dad finally gets so pissed he takes the remote he takes it apart he drills holes in it uh, he ties a rope through it, and then he ties the other end of the rope to a table. So that way, from then on, anytime the remote was lost, you could just follow the rope to wherever it was and pull it out of like the couch or wherever the hell it was. Amazing. Yeah. That's a man of, of that's a no bullshit man right there. Yeah. Yeah, he got, yeah. he got, he's done fucking around. <laughs> I'm not fucking with you guys anymore, you little shits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, singles on this album Intergalactic. 65 million views. I was really surprised by that. I thought it was going to be a lot higher. Uh, body moving, 12 million. Uh, negotiation, the negotiation limerick file. Don't believe there's a video for that. Remote control, I don't believe there's a video for that. And three MCs and one DJ, 6 million. Um, yeah, I listened to this album a lot. I think it starts off with pretty much the perfect lyric. Well, it's 50 cups of coffee and you know it's on. That's the way to start an album, even if you don't love the song. Um, it's it's an album that it's a line that introduces well uh, oh a couple funny lines from this uh dogs love me because i'm crazy sniffable that's from the song the move that's that lyric always sticks out to me and then there's a song on there's a song called putting shame in your game which he says i'm the king of boggle there is none higher i get 11 points off the word quagmire and that's one that always sticks out to me as well. But Intergalactic is a great music video. I can't stress the importance of music videos uh, first of making them to promote uh, albums that are coming out and then to keep them um, always in the public eye forever. Anytime you go to YouTube, you can dig up all that shit and it's there to be watched. I was blown away last time that System of the Downs, uh, uh, Chop Suey has a billion views and I thought that these would be there. I thought these would be a lot higher than they were. Surprised to see Intergalactic is at 65 million and Sabotage is at 90 million. I thought Intergalactic, honestly, was going to break the billion mark. But when I looked it up, I was like, wow, that's that's weird. Um, Rob, what do you think of this album? Uh, so I'm going to read you some lyrics from uh, Intergalactic. Well, now, don't you tell me to smile. You stick around. I'll make it worth your while. My number's beyond what you can dial. Maybe it's because we're so versatile. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> you've got gall, you've got guile. Step to me, I'm a rapophile. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> that is out there. That's fucking out there. Um, That's yeah. called the stretch. Yeah, I, th I think these guys are dorks. Uh, I think... Yeah, so, uh, right, <laughs> yeah they're, right, they're dorks. Right, right, right before I listened to this, uh, I was watching Andrew Santino talk to some other comedian. He's like, do you like the Beastie Boys? No. Yeah, it's just like, okay, find two words that rhyme, uh, fill in the middle, okay, now you, now we're rappers. Uh, yeah. the, the lyrics are gibberish. Uh, yeah. 
but yeah, yeah. The, the the video for um okay i watched a lot of videos um uh some of them are fast gibberish that has a lot of jokes per minute um so i i think a, a lot of them are good intergalactic i liked a lot there's a lot of uh costumes and um it was something like science experiment gone wrong uh and then aliens come and then this giant monster and then like the alien beats the giant monster and then like goes away it was just i don't know um it was, it was a good video yeah it's great yeah and yeah I, i've always loved that video it, it's one that that's why i was saying like I, I i really thought it was gonna be higher than 65 million views no, I, dude, I fucking, this is a good album. <sighs> like I said, I'm a little biased to License to Ill. I think that was one of their best albums, but the, it, just alone, the Intergalactic video, the Intergalactic yeah. song, it's just like, if you're vibing out, if you're just like, maybe you want to microdose on something, you're just like, Intergalactic, and you're just like, just out there, man. It's a good song to vibe to, and it's just a good song to just relax to. The album itself, I mean... Maybe I'm just biased, and it just will never deliver like License to Ill did for me. But, you know, I'm a little jaded bitch, so I'm going to move on from there. <laughs> I haven't listened to the CD in at least 10 years, probably more. Probably I probably haven't listened to the CD in like 15 plus years. Um, and I really thought I was going to love it way more than I actually do. Going back and listening to it again, there's definitely songs that I like. Uh, yeah this album does not hit like license the ill does at all um and it's i don't know like yeah it has intergalactic it has a bunch of good songs on here body moving it has remote control yeah. which are all great songs uh it has the other one that i was talking about um whichever one starts this album off um whatever it was um but yeah it's you know there's good this also is another album that's so long this album is an hour and 10 minutes yeah. long yeah it's it's you know we had the same conversation when we did the rap albums because like it's not that they're good there's just so much stuff there and when you have 20 song you know hour long albums it's just there's a lot to get through there's a lot to listen to and yeah their albums just get longer and longer as they go i haven't i don't know if i've heard anything past this album uh, they still they they want I, I i believe just one of the members is dead of the beastie boys yeah rest in uh, peace so, mca rest in peace okay MCA. yeah so they put out albums up until for a while after this this was in 98 so they put them out for at least a decade after this which i haven't heard any of um but yeah the, unfortunately this you know there, i i know a lot of the words still um i was a you know these guys are dorks i was a dork uh a lot you, of the stuff you, that they say you were a dork <laughs> i, I were am a dork, dork. <laughs> uh, you know, a, a lot, like you were saying, a lot of their um, oh, that song was called "Super Disco Breaking." By the way, that's the one that opens the, the yeah, album. Yeah. Um, oh, there's also a, a nice one picture. This which has a, a lady singing on it, which is which is really well done. Um, it, there, I don't think there's like inherently any bad Beastie Boys songs of what we listen to. It's just some are bo more boring. They're kind of background music. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't love this album as much as I thought I would, or as much as I did back in the day. It happened to be, you know, when you're in school and like someone's brother gets something and then gives it to his younger brother. And then that younger brother brings it to school and like everyone hears it and they're like, Oh, this is the greatest shit ever. Even if it isn't, um, that's, that's kind of where I am with this. It's like, I liked it then I listened to it all the time. Uh, but if I had a choice to listen to this or probably any of the previous ones, I would probably listen to those instead. Yep. 
Uh, I, honestly, uh, I'll stick with it. To me, the best album I listened to this week is License to Ill. Thank you, BC Boys, for not only uh, that. That's the same year I was born, '86. Great year. It's a, it's a, it's a great year. Everyone likes it. Um, great fucking album, though. I think it, it gave the BC Boys that change that they needed, and fucking because I know they started out originally as a punk band. And they moved into something that's uh, a, a lot greater. And, you know, it was a hard transition for the BC Boys to do that, especially during a time where, you know, um, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't want to get racist, but I don't think like a lot of uh, white dudes are making, you know, rap albums out there. I mean, yeah, but, I, 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 I think about the attitude when uh, License to Ill becomes the first rap album to like, uh, you know, get on the charts and go number one on the billboard. So it's like, and it's by, <laughs> it's by white dudes. And and y- you know the the community is like, bro, really? Yeah, how are you gonna do us like this? How are yeah. you gonna do us like this? There's a lot of great albums that were put out uh, that are, you know, oh of course, by yeah. rap art. But you know, hey, that's a that's a Patrice O'Neill said it best. He's like, and he's a great comedian. God rest his soul. He basically said, this is a white man's world, and I'm gonna teach everyone how to live and deal with it. <laughs> he knows what's up. He's Patrice O'Neal, God rest his soul, fucking hilarious. If you haven't listened to him, please do. I need to. Does he have stand-ups on Netflix? Dude, he has stand-ups. Oh, uh, he had one stand-up, um, Elephant in the Room. But he has, if you have iTunes, um, or if you just look on like um, Google, uh, whatever cast, whatever, or on yeah. Pandora, he has. Just look up Patrice O'Neal. You can't, you can't okay. mess. Yeah, O'Neal. Right. O'Neal was with the A. Oh, uh, let me read a couple YouTube comments on this one, and then I'll shut up about it. Uh, if it wasn't for a small handful of duds in this album, I think it would be their best. It's certainly my favorite. Uh, this and Ill Communication are Beastie's most underrated albums, in my opinion. And then the last one says, Fitty Cups of Coffee. Fitty Cups a Coffee, and you know it's on. Yeah. I think this that's it, because I think this album got pulled down and somebody reposted it recently. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I... When I, one of the first things that Jomo said when we were starting to listen to the stuff this week, he's like, "Oh, these guys are corny." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, maybe maybe they are." I haven't listened to them in a while. And at first, uh, but like as I'm listening to them this morning, I'm like, "I fucking love these guys. They're great. They're their own hype men. They're different. Uh, you know, they can be annoying. That's okay. I mean, I can be annoying. Uh, and that's why I was saying like Paul's boutique was a good uh, kind of jumping off point because they they I don't feel like they were nearly as uh, annoying as they might have been on the previous one. The previous one is like seeing like a bunch of frat dudes going fucking you know crazy, getting drunk, fucking trying to bang bitches, whatever. And then the other one is at least a little toned down from there. They're not you know there's no like no sleep till Brooklyn on there where people are just doing drugs or whatever. Also, it said that they when they recorded uh, parts of that album in one of the guys' houses, they called it the Opium Den. I don't know anything about these guys outside of music. I don't know if they were into drugs, but I don't know what you would call something the Opium Den if there was no opium in the den, dude. So you couldn't what? tell they were on drugs. Like they were. <laughs> well, there's a there's a difference between like getting drunk and like doing like hardcore they, drugs. Like they they were riding the main line with the with the China Panda on that one, buddy. They were doing I could have sworn wrong. there was a line in one of these albums where he says he doesn't do cocaine. Anyway, there's three. Maybe it doesn't mean he doesn't do heroin. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what their uh, what their drug use was like, but um, they they had a good thing. They had a I I I give it two thumbs up. I had fun this week. At, at the beginning, when 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 Jomo's first thing was that these guys are uh, dorks or whatever he said, I was like, oh, maybe this week is gonna suck. I had a fucking blast. I, I, like, I, I love like, listening. To I like hood rat 
if I'm going to listen to fucking rap music, it's got to be hood rap, all right? It's got to be, like, talking about the real shit, all right? But they, they're they fun. If I could leave yeah. you with a final thought, they are fun. Uh, it's good vibe music. It's good relaxed music. If you're just driving or you're chilling, doing whatever, I would I would listen to the BC Boys. I'm still going to listen to Brass Monkey. That is Brass Monkey, Intergalactic, and Girls, for me, top three songs for this week. Cool, cool. Yeah, this is one of the few bands that Becca and I are see eye to eye on that we like them and we'll listen to them there's there's i mean there's a bunch that it's like oh i hate it and then she won't play it or she's like i hate it and then i won't play it but there's like half a dozen or a dozen that we both like and this is one of them rob thoughts uh yeah everything's good <laughs> very yeah, I, don't, I, don't have, I don't have a ton to say i said what i have to say appreciate it appreciate it cool uh what do we listen to next week you need to bottom who oh nice children of bottom Ooh. Oh, boys interesting. interesting i'm excited okay, i haven't my... listened to, uh, you, you, to cob in a while rob, rob my dick got a little hard oh yeah hard. You know, it should have got, got a lot of hard no it just activated it, it i'm a little bit older so the blood takes a little bit more time oh, to rush yeah. through i need no, some I fucking blue chews or cialis or something slap it on the desk get to wake it up <laughs> rub it up against something hard <laughs> some blue chews <laughs> <laughs> Rob is so disgusting. Jomo, do you eat blue cheese? No, I'm just fucking with you guys. No, I, I, I was, uh, I ignore. I didn't hear anything you guys just said. I know that it had to do with penises, but I was looking up which albums of Children of Bodom I wanted to listen to. Are you ready? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yes. You, you want to drop it in the chat too after? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hit us with them. Uh, Hate Breeder, Follow the Reaper. Are you dead yet? Text. Okay. Perfect. All right. I'm down. Cool. Perfect. All right. Perfect. It's a been a great week. Thank you. I'm everyone. excited. I'm I got a boner. Oh yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I might jerk off on myself. And you know how you just rub the pancake batter all over your chest like after that. Just... Yomo, you have problems, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it was great talking with you guys. Thank you so much. Had a great episode. Uh great episode. Take care, guys. If you need anything, you know where to call. Oh, yeah.